0: Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast starring Matt Levy and Mike Staub. We love video games and have embarked on a journey to index the greatest video games of all time into our very own Hall of Fame. Here's the show. And hey, Mike, how are we doing, Matt? What's
1: going on? Happy to be here. Happy to be back happy to talk about Sega Genesis game today.
0: Yeah, this is a rare, this is, check your bingo cards, check your lotto tickets, because me and Mike are geared up and ready to talk about one of the very few that deserve its place in our Hall of Fame, Mike. Hey man, you said it, I didn't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't
1: be the bad guy anymore on this podcast, so I'm just going to let that sit where it is let Um, it simmer let it boil (laughs) let it it boil down now this is really we're talking about gunstar heroes uh today and gunstar heroes is one of the games that i feel is really just a quintessential experience in the sega genesis in terms of like what the sega genesis was trying to do because everything with the sega genesis with this blast processing which doesn't mean anything it's a marketing term that was made up by I think it was I don't know if it was made up by Tom Kalinske and Sega of America, but it was definitely read console wars. They talk about it. It doesn't mean anything. The Sega Genesis is a console that is all about speed and action, and really kind of aggressive arcade style games. And when you take a look at Gunstar Heroes, this game really hits that on pretty much every aspect of what it's trying to do. And I think it's important before we talk about Gunstar Heroes to understand where the developer
0: treasure came from, Matt, if you are if you don't mind. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, Mike. When I did my research for this episode, I knew nothing about the development background. Oh, so oh, okay. I, I, I read it and I was fascinated. Why don't you enlighten our audience? Because I think this is actually pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so based on the circles that I... I spend my time in. For those of you who know, I, I'm somewhat, I always say I'm an amateur video game historian. I, I'm a member of the Long Island Retro Gaming crew management team that works on the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. And I work in the museum section there. So part of like understanding the history of this stuff to some degree is, is part of the job. So I've been aware of Treasure for, for many, many years. I've always liked Gunstar Heroes, even when I wasn't playing a ton of sega genesis as a kid i had a sega genesis i didn't own this game but i had friends that had this game and it seemed like every time i got together with my quote-unquote genesis friends who were a different breed of kid the genesis kids and the super nintendo kids were totally a different breed
0: i would equate it to burger king and mcdonald's
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is well we're going to talk about mcdonald's a little (laughs) bit in, in just a second so yes we thing will with, yeah we will we absolutely will so the thing that that it is it's weird because i feel like the super nintendo kids were like the maybe like a little bit quieter a little bit more introspective and a little bit more methodical right these were these were kids that wanted slower longer yeah more in-depth in-depth experiences that weren't just the arcade brought home.
0: Yeah, Sega's but, marketing was really good, Mike. Where this loud, in-your-face action arcade experience, it it convinced and brainwashed some of its customers and some of our friends to thinking it was the better experience because yeah. it was bigger and yeah. more and blast processing. They used marketing terms that I mm-hmm. think made people convinced it was better. And, yeah, and it wasn't,
1: but the thing with it is that the genesis kids were the mountain dew doritos water balloons franks home alone kids right so i would compare the super nintendo kids to like the disney channel kids and i would compare the sega genesis kids were definitely the nickelodeon kids and as we grew up the cartoon network kids become the playstation kids i think and those are those are the wild cards right that's the wild card those are the kids that you have no idea all right we need to
0: break this down your analogy is still holding up it's still it's still, it's still right <laughs>
1: it still works because I, I as much as i'm a nintendo kid i'm not a disney channel kid i'm definitely a cartoon network kid but which is why like it's weird like My brother and I were definitely Cartoon Network kids. We were Toonami kids. We were anime and all that stuff and all the Cartoon Network stuff. So when people are like Disney Channel versus Nickelodeon, I'm always kind of like, I guess I watched Nickelodeon a bit, but Cartoon Network was far superior to both of them. Now, I'm not saying that the the PlayStation was better, but the PlayStation pretty much for 10 straight years was the best thing in video gaming. But without the analogy, right? we have to go to what the, the Sega Genesis was doing and it was attracting arcade developers and one of the premier arcade developers of all time is konami right and konami makes these fast action games what's konami known for they're known for they're known for castlevania right this kind of even though castlevania is a little bit more expansive it's this really good action game even all the action games that they were making in the arcade at the time there were these fast beat em up side scroller beat em up games Just arcade, arcade, arcade. Pretty much quintessential arcade experiences of the late 1980s. Ninja Turtles, you have X-Men, you have... Simpsons. Simpsons, stuff like that. And also, the game that probably single-handedly put the most influence into a game like Gunstar Heroes is Contra. And Contra is pretty much Konami's thing, right? At the time, it was a fast-paced murderously quick and difficult action game where you played as as two military guys two soldiers running through a jungle and shooting aliens and all that stuff and when you look at gunstar heroes while the art style is more cartoonish more anime influenced you can't help but notice that the contra influence is here now gunstar heroes was not developed by konami what? It was developed by a company by the name of Treasure. However, Treasure is a spin-off, spun out of Konami. In 1991, there was a team working on Gunstar Heroes at Konami. And Konami, as the big company, was really just not into what this team was doing. They didn't want them to work on these original games and these original ideas they wanted to be a sequel factory and if you look at what konami was doing at this era right in this era konami was making sequels to castlevania with like super castlevania and dracula x and castlevania bloodlines and contra the alien wars and contra hardcore right they were doing all this stuff so treasure quit the folks over at treasure quit konami and they moved over to start their own company by the name of treasure pretty much developing games specifically for the sega genesis and it makes a lot of sense right pretty much treasures entire category and catalog of games are fast-paced action games whether they're platformers or not the first game that they worked on and completed now that we're going to bring it back to the fast food analogy was actually a mcdonald's game called mcdonald's treasure land adventure which is actually an excellent game this is this is an era where you could get incredible games with weird licenses. DuckTales, for example, all the Disney games put out there by Capcom. And oddly, McDonald's games put out by essentially a Konami spinoff in Treasure. Treasure kind of shelves McDonald's Land Adventure, Treasure Land Adventure. They, they, They shelve it aside and they release Gunstar Heroes first in... I believe 1993, if I'm not that mistaken. That is correct.
0: September of that year, uh, Japan and state side yeah. the same month. Mm-hmm. And Mike, what I found fascinating is Treasure was made up of about a dozen people, but only actually six of them yeah. were in development, were actually programming, yeah. designing. There was no actually person in charge. There was just kind of the six of them working together on different aspects of development. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really incredible what Treasure was was able to do with such a small team. And they're still a small team. Treasure is still around. Uh, I think they're mostly working on ports of their old games for virtual console type stuff and all that. I mean, you can play a lot of their old games in a lot of places, which is a good thing. But this team was led by uh, Megawa, who is who is kind of like the head, the president. His name is uh, Masato Maegawa, who runs Treasure and has run Treasure from the beginning. And he's got a history working on The Simpsons, Bucky O'Hare, which is an incredibly hard game, Super Castlevania IV, Contra Theory of the Air, Alien Wars, Axley, you name it. This, this guy's been working on those games. So they move over to the Genesis. They put out Gunstar Heroes. They put out McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. And also on top of that, they put out a lot of amazing games. I'm going to read off some games that are really important for what the sega genesis was trying to do and then we can start talking more about gunstar heroes but you can see kind of how treasures pedigree leads itself to these types of games and eventually they would go back and work with work with konami in the future because i think that their kind of play style or development style were very similar gunstar heroes in 93 they released with mcdonald's treasureland adventures which also comes out the same year. Dynamite Heady comes out a year later, which is an incredibly good action platforming game. A very, very good game. Often not really brought up in the conversation, but definitely among the best on the Sega Genesis. Alien Soldier, which is really, really strong. Gunstar Heroes, I'm sorry, Guardian Heroes, right? Would come out on the the Sega Saturn, which is kind of like, not the sequel to Gunstar Heroes, but it uses some of the similar kind of vibe to, to create this... Kind of belt scrolling beat em up game that has like multiple layers where you can hop to the foreground and the background and things like that. The big one, their first arcade game is Radiant Silver Gun, one of the more expensive games to get on the Sega Saturn. It's an incredible game if you like shooters. Then they kind of did a bunch of shooters with like Sin and Punishment on the, on the N64, of all things, Ikaruga, which we would see on the Dreamcast. They did some weird Game Boy stuff with like Tiny Tunes Adventures and they did Wario World on the GameCube. They also did Gunstar Superheroes on the Game Boy Advance, which is the sequel to Gunstar Heroes. And since then, they've kind of not done much except for kind of re-releasing their games. But they did do Gradius 5 on the PlayStation 2 to work again with, or Gradius 5, it wouldn't be Gradius, Gradius 5, which they did with Konami. So Treasure has a really good pedigree of games. But when you look at Gunstar Heroes, it's a game that definitely pulls from Contra. But it's really original and an interesting experience. I think from the style alone, right? It looks like Mischief Makers. If anyone's ever played Mischief Makers, the way the character designs are in Gunstar Heroes is very, very similar. Similar, but I do think that Gunstar Heroes is a better game, and I do think that a lot of it is so interesting how you run and gun through these stages. And you can pick your stages, right? When the game starts, you pick your stages. And some of them are really interesting. There's a board game stage. There's really interesting boss fights. Pretty tough. Um, but some of the best things you could do in this game are is when you combine weapons, right? You can get all these different types of weapons that you could do, whether it's like electricity or something else. And you can combine them to create these really interesting guns that the gun stars, the two gun stars, gun star red and gun star blue, can use. And I don't think you have Gunstar Heroes if it's not co- for Konami and their work on their work on Contra.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think first off, as always, Mike, great introduction, great overview of our title of the week. You're right. Gunstar Heroes is in a rare air when it comes to running guns and these side-scrolling games. You mentioned Contra. The influence is there it's tremendous it's a devotion to Koncha, but visually it's very different it does a lot of unique and different things it's by no means a copycat but the influence is there the metal slug series is a series that i think is similar not in the speed and freneticness of it but also yeah. in that it's a similar in that it's a run and gun type side scrolling shooter yeah i also think mega man and metroid although those solo player games mike when I play Gunstar Heroes, I feel like I'm. there's similarities to Mega Man and Metroid, which are not always thought of as run-and-gun shooters, but the freedom versus fixed shooting style of these games has similarities to those type shooting characters. You see any resemblance there?
1: I think run-and-gun is a genre in general, yeah. and I think that Metroid definitely would fit a Mega I think Mega Man's a little closer. Yeah because Mega Man has stages that you select with unique boss fights and and all these kind of crazy combinations of guns and stuff that you could do Metroid is a little bit more expansive but no you're absolutely running and gunning and in
0: Gunstar Heroes I'm pretty sure right you get do you get full so you get two options yeah. when you start the game you can yeah, choose you either fix fixer or- Or free and fix what that means is basically your your legs are planted when you shoot and you can shoot in any direction while free. It is a little harder when you're on the run and trying to shoot at an angle, but it's a cool feature to give you that freedom to play how you want. Now, Mike, you said you played this game with buddies that had a Genesis back in the day. I actually knew about the game, but didn't touch it till the Wii where it was a shop channel virtual console title. And it was highly recommended as a top shooter, a top Genesis game. And I, boom, bought it right away. That was, I think, like freshman, sophomore year of college. And I remember me and buddies just falling in love with cooperative gameplay, which when you talk about running guns and side-scrolling things, that's one thing. But in terms of just cooperative experiences, it's one of the best cooperative, just pure experiences you can have a game like this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things where... This game is really at home playing with two players. Like this is the perfect game for two people to sit on the couch and just play through. And those experiences You can also well,
0: you almost knock it a little bit as a solo experience, right? Yeah, it's
1: it's not as good as a solo game. Because once again, what's tying into it's tying into the the strength of what Konami does. It's tie or well, what Konami did and what Treasure does. It's tying into that kind of arcade lineage. And arcade games are usually best played with multiple people, right? Playing X-Men or The Simpsons or Ninja Turtles alone is boring. And, yeah. and nobody really wants to do that, right? You kind of, the whole point of it is like, everyone has their character. Don't, uh, double Dragons, another one that's so much yep. better when you're playing with two players. And you want
0: you want to watch your score rack up. You want mm-hmm. to say, I killed more guys than you did. There's a little bit of trash talk and also a little bit of competitive. It's cooperative, but also competitive at the same yeah. time, these experiences.
1: Yeah. It's definitely got that going for it. And whereas nowadays, there are so few games that I want to play cooperative Especially when it comes to like the Mario games, right? I, I so far the Mario like 2D games, I don't like playing those cooperatively. They're an absolute mess and they're chaotic. Now, Gunstar Heroes cooperative is also an absolute mess and it's chaotic, but that's part of it, right? That's baked into what it's trying to do. It's trying to give you this wildly crazy experience of these two guys running and gunning and blowing everything up and just 90s excess, right? It's 90s excess at a video game, and. I could see this game also working very very well in an arcade experience and being able to kind of play through play through the stages with a friend just makes it so much better it's not it's not great by yourself it's not great by yourself it's more difficult it it's just it's not as good of a time but that being said I think this is one of the purest Most fun experiences on the Genesis that you can have, especially with multiple people.
0: I think, as far as run and gun shooters go, if we're not talking ship games, we're not talking double dragon hand to hand combat games, pure shooter run and guns. This had the heavyweight title for me. I think it took Contra when this came, when I experienced this game. Yeah. I think it's only been eclipsed and some might push back on this. I think Cuphead stole the championship belt. I think Cuphead does boss rush and run and gun just about as good as anybody but again that's 20 years later than this game so you have to give this game some credit for doing it first
1: yeah no it's it's incredible and you you have to you have to give it that credit because like you said yeah i mean i don't think cuphead exists without contra metal slug and gunstar heroes a lot of people would compare contra would compare a lot more people would compare a game like Cuphead to Mega Man, but I always compared it to Contra. I always thought it felt more like Contra than really anything else, and that means that it it's Gunstar Heroes, really essentially. And I just like that you can that you can choose your stages, right? So there's yeah, there's what five, four or five stages you can choose from right at four the beginning. You
0: can choose, and then there's three mandatory levels after that. Yeah, and this whole board game dice style the r&dness to the levels isn't that kind of cool i think that's
1: incredible the board game section is yeah is amazing and it's so weird and so different and ultimately i kind of wish that games were more creative with how they would do things like this we don't get stuff like this anymore this is a, a outside of indies indies will do something like this but then at that point when an indie does it now it's like oh yeah it's gunstar heroes
0: Or I feel like they go the other way. Instead of putting like R&D board game into it, they just make it a roguelike and then everything is just procedurally generated and different versus this, which is, these are pre-made levels and boss rushes, but it's, you're playing them in in board game style. I don't know. It it is different, but the manufactured levels themselves, Mike, you have some unique stuff besides just the run and gun levels. You got the really cool minecart level. Yeah, that I think is really special, and 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 you can kind of you're in this cart going across the bottom and the sides, and then also the space level where you're in the spacecraft, and the gameplay doesn't change all that much, but it keeps it fresh when you're changing up the level to level gameplay.
1: I'll tell you something right now. I I always love, always love a minecart level.
0: Yeah. I mean the Donkey Kong ones are some of the best. I know they're frustrating at times.
1: I always love a good minecart level, but no, the 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 I think the level design in Gunstar Heroes is excellent, and I think it's really challenging. I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a game that I wouldn't say it's a grind, but it's definitely a game that that will break you a little bit. Yeah, and it's not, I it's think not a that's good. Yeah. No, 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 no,
0: It's not quite ghouls and ghosts or ghouls and goblins, that type of challenge of running, but it is a challenging game. And some of the bosses in this game in particular, I think are phenomenal. I mean, their designs, the size and scale of them and how they change and different forms and, and levels of the bosses is really cool on the minecart level specifically. I know you're fighting this giant, like, vector shaped looking guy with round and square different body parts and i just remember that being so freaking cool you're these little gunning heroes fighting these giant bosses it was really cool to scale mike
1: well yeah and you really can only get that right in 16 bit and later you don't really have big enough sprites on the nes to be able to do stuff like this even though some games do or get bigger sprites, but no, the ability to have like, I remember seeing, I remember just seeing like bosses with all these moving parts and it's like bosses on arms and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's really unique. It's really weird. And as a kid, you don't really look at it like that. You're like, all right, this is Gunstar Heroes. This is the thing I'm right. fighting. But like nowadays, this game would be really strange Yeah, when people were looking at it.
0: Mike, another lens I like to look at video games, something I couldn't appreciate when I was seven, eight years old, when this kid game came out is, is measuring a game based on its length. I feel like people would measure greatness and say, oh, well, this game can't be considered great. You can beat it in 45 minutes or an hour. It's only seven levels. And I've, I've learned as an adult gamer, as a mature gamer, that it's the experience and the quality of the experience. And I think this game speaks to that more than anything.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things where it's like, when you're criticizing or you're looking at a game and you're trying to understand the quality of it all, and if you're doing a review, which is not really something I love to do, but if we're looking at it with that lens, I think that it's fair to look at a game and say, what is this game trying to achieve? Did they achieve it? And is what they were trying to achieve something you would consider good? Right? A game like Unstar Heroes, if this game was longer than 45 minutes to an hour, it would be just exhausting. Last year, I loved Shredder's Revenge. I thought that game was awesome. Really enjoyed it. But thank goodness there were save points. All right? Thank goodness the game saved. Because after about a half hour to 40 minutes of that game... You kind of want to put it down because it's just too much action all the time. And those beat em ups were designed to be beaten in on a couple of quarters, right? And beaten like if you sit down and actually play the X Men arcade game that everyone raves about all the time, four player, six player, whatever. You could you clear you clear through that game, and if you have like lives and stuff, and don't have to worry about running out of money, you clear that game in minutes, right? That game is what maybe twenty minutes long. Yeah. The same thing for The Simpsons, the same thing for any of the Turtles games, but that was the experience. It's this intense bite of gaming that you finish in a short period of time. Shredder's Revenge, a game I loved last year and I still enjoy it now. I've played it, I played it with some friends recently. We had a great time, but there was definitely a moment when playing that game where I'm like, okay, cool, that's that's good. I'm good for now. I'm gonna put this down. A game like this, Gunstar Heroes, is the perfect length for what it's trying to do they're trying to make a quick fun frenetic memorable run and gun arcade style game that you play co-op i think it achieves that incredibly well and i think that what they're going to achieve is is good i think what they're trying to make is good cuphead right we talked about cuphead before cuphead is like kind of long right for what the game is and you die so frequently you spend so much time in cuphead but Cuphead has save points. That game pretty much allows you to kind of put it down and and turn it off for a while. You're not supposed to play Cuphead for a month straight. And you know what? Some people do. Some people do because they don't mind and they just want to play through the game. But judging a game like Gunstar Heroes against a game like, let's say, Final Fantasy VI, that was around the same time, Final Fantasy VI is a 30 to 40 hour long RPG with all these side quests and all these characters and all this stuff. And it's a much bigger experience. I think that's unfair to both games. And if you're like, well, Final Fantasy VI is 50 hours long, but Gunstar Heroes, you can beat an hour. It's like, what are we even comparing here?
0: They set out to do two different things yes. and they both did those things about as good as you can. Yeah. And I think that's what you need to praise this game for. This game, we don't always credit replayability. Final Fantasy VI, great game. You don't want to play it one week and then play it again the next week after you beat it. You, you want to put that away and not see it again for a while. A game like this, you can pick up and play. You can play mm-hmm. it again and again. Mm-hmm. It has that replayability factor, which is yeah. great. So, And
1: how many times, right? How many times have you played through a game like Gunstar Heroes or Turtles in Time? Or yeah. how many hours have you pumped into Street Fighter II, a game that you can beat in 15 minutes, but- you're playing it dozens of times over the course of a year or a lifetime. Whereas Final Fantasy VI, you're playing, what, maybe twice? Maybe twice for the for the average person? Maybe. So Chrono Trigger, the same thing. How many times have we played Chrono Trigger? Two or three times. You might have started it 10 times, but there's no way you've played it to completion more than a few times unless you're someone that does that, right? And yeah, they they set out to do completely different things.
0: Yeah, it's but it is commendable. The amazing graphics works in this game. It's one of the most beautiful games on the Genesis. I think for a shooter, for a run and gun, you really need to get the sound effects and the music to, to be not annoying, to feel like something has punch to it, and the weapons mm-hmm. and the sound effects, the music, the graphics all achieve what they were set out to do perfectly. Yeah. Mike, you mentioned the weapons earlier. You're right. There's four weapons. You got the lightning, the yeah. homing the yeah. flamethrower and the machine gun and you can then combine them so you can put two lightning and then you get like a super electric or you can do lightning and homing and it it weakens the lightning but it now has homing capabilities so it's cool it gave it some depth to the game you could play it they have different weaknesses and strengths and yeah, it's very pretty cool good to play around with the different weapons in the game
1: it's incredibly intriguing and makes for some variability when you play through the game right because this game is designed to be replayed. it's kind of the point. So it's like, hey, figure out what combinations you like and try other stuff. So once again, this is just a shining moment of what the 16-bit era was about. Uh, Gunstar Heroes actually, I try not to let nostalgia cloud judgment or things like that. But there are times when I look at a game like Gunstar Heroes and look at what was coming out in Genesis at that time versus what was coming out on the super Nintendo at that time versus what was coming out on the turbo graphics or the, the PC engine and PC and all that stuff. I do miss the period. I don't love the console war nonsense to all of it. I don't, I'm not a big fan uh, of the console war tribalism, but in the end, I do sometimes miss the fact that you would buy console in these eras pretty much up until about ps2 and each console really had a unique experience and it had a style so it that starts to fade away around the ps2 generation where the ps2 just pretty much becomes the catch-all everything console where it's got everything ever except for first-party microsoft and first-party nintendo games And then even the third-party experiences on those consoles was pretty much the same across the board. And since then, the experience across pretty much all consoles is the same in PC. But this was back in a time where like, that was a Genesis experience. Super Mario World was a Super Nintendo experience. You didn't get that elsewhere. And we would see more of that on the, the Sega Saturn, where Radiant Silver Gun, another treasure game. Was a Sega Saturn experience, whereas Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And yes, I know they released that on on Sega Saturn, but that was a PlayStation experience. Final Fantasy 7 was a PlayStation experience. Mario Kart sixty four was an N sixty four experience. So there, there was that. The consoles had more of an identity, and Gunstar Heroes is really a great showcase for what the Genesis was.
0: Yeah, there definitely was a flavor to yeah. what game system you're playing on. And this game was, like you said, about as indistinguishable to with Genesis as any. Not Sega, right? No, no, it's not. This is Treasure, and it's very impressive. This got ported to the Game Gear. This yeah. got ported to the 3DS. It got a sequel on the Game Boy Advance, which you mentioned earlier. And right now, Modern, you can play this. It's in collections. It was on the Wii shop back in the day. Yeah, you can pretty much play, play
1: play this anywhere. It's
0: on the Nintendo Switch Online Genesis Collection, so you can get this game pretty easily. A game is aged. We don't always talk about how a game is aged. This game is just as good today as it was in 1993, Mike. Yeah,
1: I agree completely. Just because I think games from this era age a lot better than games of the next generation.
0: Or the previous generation. I think the yeah. 8-bit and the 64 and 32-bit didn't age as well as 16.
1: Yeah, 16 for some reason aged really well. I I, I kind of want to attribute that to the popularity of the Game Boy Advance. Because I think that the 16-bit kind of games went to live there for a long time. And I think so many people had a Game Boy Advance that having that kind of portable Super Nintendo was just like... It was just really cool. And... And obviously, you have the analogs to Gunstar Heroes on the on the GBA with Gunstar Superheroes, and hopefully, over time, games like this are are more accessible across the board and the sequels and, and things like that. But yeah, the 16-bit era really just did well. I imagine it's on PC. The Nintendo Switch Online has a sneakily good Sega Genesis collection. Like the Sega Genesis games on the Nintendo Switch Online are. Are sneakily really good. It's got a very robust library versus some of the first
0: party stuff. Yeah, I think the first party stuff they try to sell as separate collections, Sega, but they've done a good job of bringing, like you said, the third party stuff on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, I think it's really good. I think, I think that library on the Sega Genesis, on the Nintendo Switch Online library, I feel like is better than the N 64 library. <laughs>
0: I know that it is a constant talking point amongst fans is how it always takes till the end of a console generation for Nintendo to finally get up a decent quantity of games in these collections. And then before you know it, we switch to and they'll probably start us. They can't, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, Hey, we're starting all over again with our Nintendo switch online too. Here's yeah. super Mario world. <laughs> I feel like it's gotta, I feel like at it this point
1: to. it has to, it has to migrate yeah, or they're to. just shooting themselves They're not shooting themselves in the foot. They're like blowing their feet off if they do that. And
0: they might. They might do that. I've heard that it's harder this time around because of all of the things they've changed for Nintendo Switch Online where they make them online connectivity and it's running differently. It's not just adding a ROM that they have to actually do a little more work to get them working this time around. That I think is
1: true, but the console was apparently very, very easy to develop for. So, I, I don't know the Wii. The Wii Virtual Console was really strong. So good, it's so good. But I think what happened was is that these third party companies, and that's the thing, people are like, "Oh, how come I can't get Mega Man on there?" It's like, well, because Capcom knows they can sell you the Mega Man collection for forty dollars. Why would they give Nintendo money when the when the Wii when the Wii Virtual Console? Now the Wii U Virtual Console wasn't great either, but when the Wii Virtual Console came around, nobody was doing that. No. Right, nobody else was doing that. They weren't selling collections like every no year. people
0: fault PlayStation and Microsoft to this day because they don't do as good a job with their back catalog as Nintendo has over the years. It's far, yeah. they're finally getting better at it. Microsoft yeah. and Sony, but yeah, Nintendo is double dipped and triple dipped and quadruple dipped us their back catalog, and that's part of their profits each year is probably just feeding us the same food we've been eating. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> we, I, that. I, I, I'll buy it again. <laughs> You'll take mac and cheese again for the seventh time. Listen, man, I eat pizza every Friday, Matt. <laughs> you guys heard it here. Friday nights, Mike's eating pizza. Guys, that is Gunstar Heroes. An awesome, awesome title. I was really excited to talk about this one. It is, I think, in the top two or three of all time shooters. It's up there with the Contras, the Cupheads, the Metal Slugs, you name good. it. It's It's a top Genesis game for sure. And I feel like it's still not as well known as it should be beyond like hardcore type gamers. It's because people are foolish, Matt. (laughs) That is, and I also, uh, yeah, that's the
1: reason. (laughs) People are foolish and they don't want to look past their their left or right hand. Now, I, I will say this much: I what I do enjoy about a game like Gunstar Heroes is that it's from 1993, and it is unapologetically Japanese in its display. In its sound design, in its character design. This game was not hiding anything. This is a hyper Japanese game,
0: and it is a hyper animated game. Oh, it's game. The, the 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 comedy and the silliness, yep. Yep. the overtopness. It's got some like Dragon Ball type like that yep. type of humor in it. The over-the-top Japanese humor. Yes.
1: Yes. And you know what? Good for them. Good on treasure for not bowing down to anyone. And changing it when it brought it over to the states this game is awesome
0: yeah awesome stuff mike that is our game for this episode thank you as always mike where can people on this old thing called the internet when they're not on forums or they're not complaining on reddit where can they find mike staub
1: well complain on reddit all you want i won't be there to see it because i refuse to engage but you can find me here on the Hall of Fame Video Game Podcast. You can also find me on my other podcast, Batman-tasticast. You can search us out. We talk about Batman. You can find me with my band, Bad Mary. You can search us out at badmary.com or Bad Mary Band on all your socials. Or you can find me with Long Island Retro Gaming at LI Retro on all your social medias. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. And um excited to come back for the next one.
0: So last thing, Mike, as we Uh, send it out here and close up this episode i want to throw something at you live on the air okay Um, the next episode is going to air around halloween i think we should maybe get a little spooky (laughs) i'm down let's
1: do it let's get spooky yeah okay whatever you want to talk about i'm down i think we need to i think we need a halloween episode
0: i think we do too so guys look forward to our spooky game we'll be talking about in the meantime leave the reviews do all the good stuff thank you for listening and enjoy october is a crazy gaming month so insane so if there's anything out there that you're interested in go have some fun
1: yeah october i guess this is this will be today
0: yeah it's right now we're at like launch day or launch day before we're mario wonder and spider-man 2
1: mario wonder and spider-man 2 come out in the same day which is absurd and I, there's a Sonic game coming out soon. Mario RPG comes out in a few... in like a,
0: a you know, month. It's, it's like someone just came to you, Mike, and they said, here, we have a fresh cheese pizza on your left, but on your right, we have a juicy burger and french fries. And they say you can only pick one. I'm holding off on Spider-Man. I know that seems like
1: blasphemy, but I think Mario is going to give me a much more original and unique experience. I'll play Spider-Man in a few weeks.
0: It's okay. They'll both be there. They're not going anywhere. So you guys... Play what you want to play. If I wait, I'll be there.
1: If I waited to probably, I don't even know. There's a good chance you can get Spider-Man for probably like 50 bucks in December.
0: Yep. They will have holiday sales. yet. Mario brothers. Wonder will probably be 60 or $70 a year for from now. ever <laughs> forever. <laughs> so guys check out our Halloween episode coming up soon. Boom, boom, play them boom, video boom, games. Boom, 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 boom. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Later. From Mike and Matt, thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame Game Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame Pod or email us at thehalloffamepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review. and Be sure to tune in next time.